0: Wonderful time of worship. I appreciate you all uh, just engaging and lifting up the name of our God and worship and engaging like that is always a, always a blessing. Uh, we've got another blessing today. New friend of mine, Brandon Hemming. Brandon, how do we... I don't even know how we met. How did we meet? I don't even remember off the top of my head. Right now. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember either. Anyway, Brandon runs uh, something called Simple Street. It's a ministry to the homeless here in Columbus. And did you know that Columbus has a significant amount of homeless people? Did you know that? Um, You wouldn't think that a community like Columbus would have as much homelessness as it does, but it really does. And it requires the people of God coming around them and ministering to them. And this is the man in Columbus that's doing that. And heading up a ministry that's devoted specifically to the homeless. I'm going to let Brandon tell you more about that. But uh, I've just really enjoyed getting to know Brandon in the short period of time that uh, I've gotten to know him. a great man of God, a wonderful heart, uh, and uh, just has laid down his life, really, and laid aside his... You know, the trappings of, of a good job and what have you. Set all that aside just to minister specifically to the poor. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to prophesy over you, Brandon. God is going to honor that. He is honoring it, as a matter of fact. And uh, you don't have to be concerned about finances about resources or people, when you lay down your life like that, you know, the Bible says when we give up houses and lands, we will not fail to reap a hundredfold as much, both in this life and the life to come. So I just prophesied that over you, that you'll get a hundredfold return off that sacrifice. Amen. Come on up here. Amen. Now, um, so he's going to minister to us in the word, but you're going to sing some too, right? Brandon's got an amazing voice, by the way. I mean, this guy, he could go on the road with music if he wanted to, uh, but, you know, God's called him to something much more humble in in the world's eyes, but much more exalted in uh, the eyes of God and his kingdom. So um, use your gifts to minister to us in both song and in the word, brother. Okay. Um, So how long have you been doing Simple Street, by the way? Oh, so this is like brand brand new. Mm-hmm. How did that? Uh, how, how did that all all that transpire? I mean, uh, you were you know working a, a secular job, and you quit that, right? Yeah, I'm going
1: to sell that today. But yes, I was running I was running my own business. Yep. Okay. And I, I had a radical encounter with the Lord, and
0: that was it for me. <laughs> so let let me can I pray over you real quick? Yes, so Father, I thank you for this man of God. I just pray, Lord God, that your hand would be with him today, Lord God. I pray that uh, there would just be a a transference of your spirit to him, O oh Lord, and then to us. I pray that as he opens his mouth, that you would fill it with words of life, O oh God, from your throne. I pray that uh, just as the, uh, the Apostle John uh, once prayed, Lord God, uh, or the John the Baptist, rather, that, that uh, he, I'm sure I'm speaking for him right now, I'm sure he, Brandon would agree with this, that he would decrease so that you would increase. As I, I always pray for myself, Lord, no one's here to hear a man today. We're here to hear... From you, O oh Lord, and you're using this, this instrument, this uh, young man of God, to uh, minister to us. So I thank you, Lord, that your hand is indeed upon him. I thank you for uh, the ministry that you're about to perform through him and in him. And I pray, Lord God, for a 100-fold return of his sacrifice and that you would abundantly bless him. Uh, spirit, soul, and body, financially, resources, people, everything that he needs, not not a little bit, but in abundance in Jesus' name. I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Man, praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house. Amen. Amen. And I got to go right along with that. Can we give God praise? Because I mean, without him... We have gifts, we have talents, we have all those things. I'm going to switch mics here. Uh, Here we go. Uh, We have gifts and we have talents uh, and all those things, but it's all from him. And uh, to know that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And now that you are born again, his spirit dwells within you. Jesus is inside of you. He's in there. And uh, he loves you, and he says my sheep know my voice, and I better like go into this. Or so I got like just I just preach. I don't know, but uh, my wife's like, focus. I'm like, all right, I got you, I got you. So, uh, but no, it is so so good to be in God's house this morning. It is an honor and privilege. Even right now, our team is actually at Pence Park. We had uh, little things going on this morning where the building was uh, booked where we we're at, so they're actually out in the rain right now. Uh, at Pence Park right now, so just pray for them and uh, but I'm thankful that it, it still continues even though I'm standing right here amen and uh, but God is good and I'm so uh, pastor, thank you, thank you for this opportunity to come uh, I, I, It was a kingdom connection off the top of my head. I got so much on my mind i can't think of how we met, but all I know is that when we sat down for coffee, I just felt it, uh, something and then when we did the podcast, man the Holy Spirit changed the whole. Way of the podcast. How many saw the podcast? Raise your hand. I know a lot of you seen it. You should go back and watch it if you didn't. It's it's actually really, really, really good. So uh, the Holy Spirit was just lighting it up on there, and uh, I've since also went back and listened to a bunch of Pastor Andy's teaching and been blessed. And uh, you, have a, you have a mighty man of God in this house as a mighty uh, teacher. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, I, I didn't understand about teaching until later on in my life because I was raised just everybody I ever was around was, was a preacher, you know. And then when I started hearing good teaching, I was like, man, this is just, this is really changing my life. And things that I was experiencing and encountering I'm hearing in the teaching compared to what I was not hearing necessarily in the preaching. Does that resonate with anybody? And so, um, so I'm thankful for it. So you have, a, you have a mighty man of God that's full of wisdom and knowledge. And what I love is that he's full of the Holy Spirit, and that's where he gets that wisdom and knowledge from. Amen? And he's led of the Lord. So I thank you. If you want to stand to your feet, I think it's a, a song that everybody will know. We're going to sing Do It Again. Lord, let everything work in Jesus' name. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Jesus Father we just worship you Father we thank you, we lift you up, we magnify you come to pass thank you Lord my heart will sing your praise again oh yes it will yes it will yeah Jesus you're still enough yes you are God keep me within your love my heart will sing your praise again your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never failed let's sing that again your promise Great is Your faithfulness, Your faithfulness. I'm still in Your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. and Lord, I never will forget. No, come on, give Him praise. Oh, give him praise. God, we lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Lord. You got to sing this bridge with me in faith. You need to declare it over yourself. Here it he goes. You do it again. You make Of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Come on, sing it. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never Sing it one more time. Your promise, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in Your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me yet. and Lord, I never will getting old Hallelujah. I'm gonna let that play on repeat for a minute. But I want I have somebody here today that I want to share his testimony. I have a couple people here. I already cleared this with Pastor. Um come on, I'm not gonna say it because I always steal it from you, so I don't want to steal it from you. He's I'll tell the
2: whole story. So I am gonna give you the short version because we could be here all day I'm to tell you the whole story. Uh, I served in the military, went in in 88 with the 82nd Airborne Division, jumped out of planes for a living and deployed twice, went to Panama to Gulf War, Iraq. Iraq. I got exposed to chemicals that started eating my body from the inside out and I was gonna write a book called Ghosts of a Soldier because when I was overseas I knew my enemy and who I was fighting, but when I come back home, this was an invisible enemy. I didn't know what I was fighting, how to do it, or what the tactics were. So VA gave me less than three years to live I was in a wheelchair uh, I had heart monitoring plant put in I had six surgeries done on my face uh, it started eating my esophagus down into my stomach and I went into stage four liver disease so when I come out of the military I knew God a little bit throughout my life when I was growing up but not a lot and when you went into the military they feed into anger they feed into uh, just different types of personalities and uh, I I, I kind of uh lost my way while i was in there yeah, but when i come back and i started going through this illness and sickness you always turn back to god in times of trouble don't we so i uh, i said god if you're real if you're real i'm going to commit myself to you so when you see me come up here during praise and worship that's my way of becoming a living sacrifice to god i'm asking him to clear my heart and open up the doorway so uh i said god i'm going to commit myself to you so for five years I went to a church every day. I prayed, I meditated on the word, I worshiped him. I took communion and a fast. I did those things every day for five years. And then in February, on a Wednesday night, I was during praise and worship, I kept hearing a voice saying, go up front, and I denied it, denied it, denied it. And all of a sudden, it felt like something picked me up from the back and drugged me up front. And when he did, I just got laid out. I mean, smoked for about 45 minutes. And then I come to, and after that point, my life changed radically. I was completely healed of everything. And then this... The second part of my story after that, and I won't go into this, but after my first healing, that's when I went into, and people talk about demons, talk about angels, but do you really believe that they're real? And do you really believe they can manifest into our realm as we speak today? Well, I'm here to tell you that they can. And when I went through my first healing, I went through a spiritual warfare like I have never seen before in my life. And maybe one day I can come back and and share a little bit of that with you guys. But just give God the glory, give him the praise, and thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my
1: testimony. I love it, man. I would have loved to have been there, going to church for multiple years in a wheelchair, and the doctors telling you that you can never walk again and um, just going in and getting wheeled into the church and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit hits you and you just get up and then you're never sitting in a wheelchair again. That's what Jesus can do. And Carl, come up here. Carl was the first, which you'll see it here in a minute, but Carl was the first person to give their heart to the Lord out at Simple Street back in April. Isn't that awesome? I'm gonna let him share. God's doing some amazing things in, in his life and. I don't think you would say this, so I'm going to say it anyway, and I'm, maybe it'll come out later, but um, just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit just a couple days ago, and uh, he just said, man, I started going and praying for people, and people starting responding. He said, I've had people even throw up because I think they're getting deliverance, and he said, I don't even know what I'm doing. I said, all I'm doing is trusting Jesus. I said, I was just crying and weeping. I'm like, come on now. I'll take, I'll take 50 Carls. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
3: But, uh, you know, uh, 10 months ago, I was homeless. I was a drug addict. Uh, One day, I was uh, sitting there, and I was doing drugs, and I had something come up in my head, and I know now it was the Holy Spirit. He said, that's enough. That's enough. Do something about it. So uh, I looked over at my girlfriend. I said, call rehab. That was 10 months ago. Uh, So I went to rehab and completed it. And, uh, I found Jesus in there, but I didn't know, I didn't know if I just went to rehab just to, just to get away or take a break, get away from people. But when I came out, April 30th, I met Brandon Heming. Uh, and on that day, I told Brandon, I want Jesus in my life. Something, something, something brought me to Penn's Park. And I want Jesus in my life. So that day I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior and, uh. Now I'm not homeless. I got a house. I got vehicles. I work for the union. I work at professional concrete and cutting. Uh, I've been there for three months. And when we go back, we're on layoff now. But when I go back, I'm going to be the foreman. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I've been trying to go to uh, share my testimony to wherever I can and uh, starting next week. Uh, I'm going to be going back to where I went to rehab, and I'm going to uh, be uh, speaking every Monday. So I just want to give all the praise to Jesus. And uh, God's doing many things in my life. He's uh, opened up a lot of doors, and, uh, and I'm excited to walk through them doors with him. And uh, all the praise to Jesus
1: Christ. God is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm trying to decide to sing one more or not. Do it? All right. We'll do it. This one, this has quickly become my favorite song of the year, and we didn't do it the other night. And someone's like, Man, I wish you would have done that song. That's my favorite song. And uh, it's trust in God, and man, you gotta trust in him. That's all I can say. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I love this song. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. My fourth man in the fire Time after time Born of His Spirit Washed in His blood And what He did for me on Calvary Is more than enough Trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never. Submission All is at rest Yes it is I know the author Of tomorrow Has ordered My steps So this is My story And this is my song and King and Savior all the day long. I trust in God. Oh, my Savior, the one who will the Lord. Just get your heart and your mind on him. Thank you, Lord. Get your heart and mind off of everything but him. Everything but him. Just begin to focus on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust Him. That's why, sing it with me. Say, I trust the Lord, and He heard and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard and He answered. That's why I trust Him. That's why I trust Him. I sought the Lord, and He heard and He answered. I sought. And he heard and he answered, I sought the Lord and he heard, oh, that's why I trust him, that's why I trust in God, oh, my Savior, the one. bad, God, we trust you. Even when things are bad, we worship you. Even when it's bad, God, we praise you. Hallelujah! You're never bad. I said, God, you're never bad. Glory to God. Hey! My Savior, the one He will never fail, he will never fail, I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail, he will never fail. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. How many feels the presence of the Lord in here? Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know. I mean, this has nothing to do with my notes, but all I feel like saying is we live in a fallen world and things are not going to be perfect, but every perfect and good thing comes from above. I said every good and perfect thing and the enemy is trying everything he can to distract you. Do you hear me? I said, he is trying everything he can to get your attention on the mess, on the struggle, on everything that's surrounding you. And God's saying, just forget about it and keep your heart and your mind on me. I'm telling you right now, I've seen it in my spirit this morning. I saw, I said, I've been dreaming at night and I've been dreaming that people shooting me. And there's tons of bullets coming at me. And he said, That's the devil. And he said, The devil's trying to get you to focus on all those bullets coming at you. But it's because you're walking in your purpose, it's because you're walking in your anointing and destiny and some of you are in the same place do not take it that you're going through bad things do not take it that you're going through bad things that you're out of the will of God matter of fact if you know that you're hearing the voice of God and doing what he's called you to do using the gifts and the talents that he's given you for his glory and giving him glory I'm telling you what the devil is ticked at you And I'm sorry I get excited I'm going to calm down I did that Friday night, I'm gonna calm down. I'm telling you, hallelujah. So I know a lot of you don't know me or you don't know me very well. I know a lot of you don't know me or you don't know me very well. First of all, I want to say thank you again to Pastor for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you for the liberty. Your Pastor has been so kind and gracious to me. We've used this facility for a boot camp. We've used this facility for a night of worship. And I know that there's probably somebody in this house that had to clean because of me. And come see me. I, I want to help you in some way or at least bare minimum. Thank you. And uh, it's just been it's been awesome. And this is an answer to prayer. This is vision Uh, This is vision coming to pass. Amen. Um, And that's why I was telling your pastor earlier. So I give honor there. And I want to give honor to my wife because I could not do what I do without my wife. Chuck looked at me. uh, but when service was going earlier, and he said, "You got a good one," that's what he said. He said, "You got a good one." I looked over there, and she sort of gave me a funky look. And I was like, "Yep, she's good. She's good." And uh, my two boys are here this morning, Liam and Hayden. I think they're in the back, and I'm so thankful for them. And ministry, like you said, it does take a sacrifice. And there are times I have to learn the word balance. And um, but I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for an understanding wife, and I'm thankful for. Um, I'm just thankful for the way that she was raised and that she she's smart <laughs> she's smart she was raised with a business owner and uh it's just been a huge blessing to me and um i'm just thankful amen i almost i'm just giving you the quick highlights i'm trying to speed through some of this but uh, august 2022 i i almost died i was the closest to death i'd ever been My right, colon actually bursted i had diverticulitis and it bursted if i had time i'd show you this prophetic video but we don't have time today But um, my colon bursted and I went to the hospital. They cut me open. They did emergency surgery at midnight. They were trying to wait. And then, man, my, my my blood pressure know was my heart rate my heart rate was like 170 some beats a minute and my uh, temperature was 104 105 or something and all of a sudden I was so uh, messed up on Dilaudid uh, I was feeling good I felt really good so I thought I'm going home I didn't realize it was midnight and my the the doctor comes in and scrubs and I was like are you sending me home he's like no. <laughs> And he actually told me, he said, man, I was scared to let you stay the night. He said, I got the text in at the house. And he said, I was afraid if I let you stay here, you'd die. And he said, I, uh, we're going to have to do the surgery tonight. So he called in his whole staff uh, to do that surgery on me. And I, I picked this doctor because there was another doctor going to do it. And something in my spirit said, don't don't, don't use her, use him. And, uh, and I even asked him, I said, would you be my doctor? You know, because the other lady went out of town real quick. And um, he said, well, are you sure you wanna do that? And he said, I'll do whatever you want. I said, I would like you to be my doctor. I just don't know, I like you. And uh, he said, sure. And I I gotta say, I'm so pleased. His name is Dr. Vornum, shout out to Dr. Vornum. But he's at um, Johnson Memorial and he did a fabulous job. He didn't cut me high. And that was my biggest concern. I prayed over that so much because my dad had the same surgery and almost died. And they cut my dad all the way to the sternum. I'm only cut to my belly button. And um, I'm so thankful for that. That's a huge thing, cutting through your abdomen wall like that. Because it's it, you get hurt. My dad ended up having hernias and all that stuff. And so uh, I have not had any hernias. I lay my hand on my belly every day, and I say, in the name of Jesus, I will never have a hernia. And I say, where it's actually been cut, it's stronger because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because I believe it in faith. And so, and so far, I've not had any problems, and I'm thankful for that. But I almost died. And, I mean, that's a huge thing. I, I, it's like, guys, God has blessed me so much, it's almost like I forgot about it. But you've got to go back and give honor where it's due, honor where it's due and remember what God has done for you. I'm telling you, even my testimonies, I, I'll get so busy that you forget where God brought you from and you need to take times and moments to reflect matter of fact I would do a daily reflection and and force yourself to look at the places in your day that God had touched you or blessed you because it is so important amen so I got saved at 12 years old. Uh, that's when I gave my heart to the Lord. I got saved in a, a holiness church in Ohio. I'll never forget. It probably would have been like somewhere right here if we was in that building. I was on the front row. My papal was preaching. My papal was a preacher. I have no idea what he's saying, so please forgive me. But the Holy Spirit was there, and I was 12 years old, and I was on that front row, and I was weeping like a baby. And I didn't even know why. And tell me this isn't the power of the Holy Spirit. I had no idea, I didn't even know in a sense that I was a sinner, but the Holy Spirit was convicting my heart at 12 years old. I jumped to the front, I like jumped up and landed on my knees and I just, I I bawled and just cried and I surrendered I, and, and, the, and I'm sitting there thinking like, nobody led me. In the church that I went to, I don't even think anybody would know how to lead you really, to be honest, would just came around you and prayed for you. And it's like, but nobody led me, but it's the Holy Spirit that did it. Never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit and never underestimate the power of your prayers. Stop thinking that you're praying and God isn't answering because he is. I said, stop praying and thinking God isn't answering because he probably is, but you're gonna have to be really sensitive to him to see it because it's probably not coming the way that you expected it to come. Daniel prayed and his prayer was answered instantly, but there was demonic forces that was caught up for 21 days, it took 21 days. I think that's why, actually it was your pastor that told me that, that's why he fasted 21 days because that's how long it took for the answer to come. Amen? Which by the way, we're getting ready to show a video here in a minute and I'm down like, I'm down almost 40 pounds since this video, I'm excited. I did a 12-day fast. Really, it was the time I just sort of was going to go along with Pastor. I was like, you know what? I'll do it. And then he called me. He's like, I got sick, and um, I'm going into another. And I don't. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that publicly since this one is a corporate. But it, I, I just can't help help it because of the alignment that it gives you, and and the addiction of food that it just breaks off. I do absolute fasts. I just do water, and um, I don't know. It just does something for me. And uh, and I know it's me getting into alignment with the Lord, Amen. So I got saved when I was 12. I've been in every you name minister. I've been in it, man. I've been in church. I love church. When I from 12 on, I went to I went to youth camp every single year. I got some of the greatest experiences encounter with the Lord at youth camps. Uh, anybody there? Anybody done that? Went to youth camps had some great experiences and and that youth camp is still going on I went 15 16 straight years I got baptized in the Holy Ghost out there I felt the it's funny like the, only the big significant things that happened in my life it seemed like it was always at a youth camp but man we were dead see that that's even fasting in from the world in a sense we were literally separated literally we didn't even have air conditioners uh, and I wore a suit back then I, I don't know how I did that like I think I had to throw the suit away after the camp because like it just like was seeping sweat you know that's disgusting but um, anyway but man we had we didn't have church we were the church we didn't have church we were the we would be there till three in the morning praying in the spirit lost in the presence of God with with nowhere to go right where where are you going to go you're just going to go to your bunk and man, I would just sit up there and I'd hear God speak to me. That's the first time I didn't know it, but I was hearing God speak to me back then. And I I, I guess I, for whatever reason, I thought like he can only speak to me like in certain segments. And then I learned that, man, he can speak to me all the time. And that really comforted me. Remember when he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you, he really means it. And you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It isn't like it just jumps out all the time. <laughs> it's in there to lead you and guide you. Amen. I've been a youth pastor, I've been a worship pastor, I've been an associate pastor, I've been a senior pastor, I've been a sound guy, I've been a tech guy. You name it in church, I've probably done it, right? And so, a little because I just love church, I love God and I love church, I do. And I love God's people and I love, uh, everybody is God's people by the way, you know that, right? Like everybody is created uh, by Him and they're all God's people. So we started a small group in our house, I can't remember, um, But I had a radical encounter with Jesus. and I don't don't have time to get into every single piece because I just want to present to you. What time do you normally end? (laughs) Well, don't say that. (laughs) There's a guy in the back, he's waving his watch at me. Look at him. None of you even looked. (laughs) You knew I was lying. Lord Jesus, forgive me, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry, I repent right now. But I had a radical encounter with Jesus. I mean, and what I did not know, guys, is that I was religious. Now. I knew I had come out of religion and every church seemed to be less and less religious in my life. So if you would have told me in the time that I was religious, I would have laughed at you. And trust me, I've been in church my whole life. I was taught, I mean, I didn't wear shorts until I was 22, something like that. And even when I put on a pair of shorts, because that was the way way that I was raised, I ran back inside and didn't wear shorts for three more months praying just to make sure it was okay because I had so much fear and condemnation from the denomination I was raised in. Sad, man, sad sad. But, um, I knew, I knew what not to do. And I, I had learned to discipline myself. I didn't do this. And so all these things that most people struggle with, I didn't struggle with because I just surrendered. I, I, whatever the pastor said, I did it. I had a pastor one time told me that I would preach better if I wore long sleeves. He said, you will preach under the anointing better if you wear long sleeves every day of your life. And I did it. I did whatever they told me because I believed them because I love the Lord but I had an encounter with the Lord and I'll never forget guys I got saved when I was 12 and all that stuff but I had something that was different than most people and I just didn't understand it I'm like everybody else would come and pray and then they'd leave and I, but I, I would just be lost my parents got a divorce when I was 15 and it wrecked me a little bit and I just took that pain and I started going to the Lord um, going to the Lord and just intimately having just I mean I just let him just help me I just laid before him broken just broken But later on in my life, I had an encounter with Jesus and he showed me how religious I was. And I had no idea. And he said, it's not what the outside, it's the inside. He said, you're so judgmental. And he took me back to when I was 15, my parents divorced. And he showed me the day that that happened and when it happened or not the divorce, but... He took me back. Like a, one day, he told me just to pray in the spirit, and he told me to lay on this couch and be as still as possible. And when I closed my eyes, I was in a vision, and it was like me and Jesus currently. Like I was like 33, and I was watching myself at 15 years old. And it was the day. It was Christmas day, and I had prayed and fasted for two weeks that my dad would come home for Christmas because I never had a Christmas without my dad. And my dad didn't come, and it hurt me so bad. And I was only 15. And I didn't understand what I know now and how I know theology and all that stuff. And I was just, I was was ignorant. And there's nothing wrong. Look, we're all ignorant in something because ignorant just means that you don't know about that. that. That does not mean, ignorant and stupid is two different things. Can I get an amen? So we're all, just to, you know, throw that out there, we're all ignorant about something in life. But in that moment, I was ignorant. And the Lord showed me, I walked to my bedroom, I pointed my finger up to God, and I said, I hate you. And I never said that. I, I didn't even remember doing that, guys. And I, I was shocked. I'm watching myself. I was like, I didn't mean it. No joke. <laughs> I didn't mean it. And I really, in a sense, I felt like I didn't. And he looked at me in this vision and he said, Do you forgive me? And I said, What? I said, I'm a pastor, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching the gospel. I have nothing against you. And he said, I didn't ask you. But I'm doing, and I just started to tell him everything that I'm doing. And he said, no, 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 I didn't ask you any of that. And he wasn't mean, but he said, do you forgive me? He said, son, he said, you have built a house on this and put a picket fence around it. He said, there's a basement and a two-story house on this with a picket fence, and I've come to knock that thing down and excavate, break up the concrete, and the thing that you've planted on top of it, I've come to rip it out at the root. Do you forgive me? And I said, yes, I do. And when I, when I said, yes, I do, guys, I was trans. I'm a pastor full of the Holy Spirit, but still had oppression. Now, that's hard to understand. Too long for me to explain to you. Wouldn't even believed it until it happened to me, in a sense. Scales fell off my eyes. I was transformed in the twinkling of an eye, literally, in my bedroom or in my living room at 5 a.m. in the morning. I was not the same. I I was instantly healed in my body. I had diabetes, and it went away instantly. He told me, right? He's speaking to me. He said, you are healed. I've set you free from generational curses and religion and soul ties. And he said, um, what did he say? He said... um, he said, your body is completely healed. You don't need no drugs. Don't ever take them again, you know. And, and I, in that moment, I was. Now, I started getting in bad habits, eating really bad again, and it came back. But I'm telling you, I was instantly healed, guys. And I was not the same husband, not the same father, not the same anything. And I mean, I began to love because I, I was letting even more of his love in. And he said, welcome to my mercy and welcome to my grace. And it changed my life forever. And that's how Simple Street started because he showed me those people out there just like I was oppressed or as a pastor that they're bound and oppressed too and think of it as being in a prison that they don't wanna be in but they can't help it. That's what it's like. That's where the empathy comes in because the things they do, it's awful. The things they say, it hurts. Well, actually it don't because you sort of get used to it. But I sit there and say, man, they're oppressed and they don't even know. And they're ba-. and that's what Jesus has called us to do. He said, go set the oppressed free. And I'm even trying to teach my team, guys, we can go out and kill ourselves doing all this stuff. And it's good and it's glad. But let's learn how to set the oppressed free. So then they'll come out and then they'll be free and full of victory. And we'll have a lot less work to do. Because that's what happened to Carl. Go ahead and play the video because I know me. Hey everybody, this is Brandon from Simple Street Columbus. We are actually right here at Pence Park, it's behind me. I just wanted to share with you just a few moments of everything that God has done. We started this in April. We actually closed down shop as a regular church and actually hit the streets to come out and to release the kingdom of heaven on earth. Since then, there's been over 50 people give their hearts to the Lord. We have seen miracles, signs and wonders right out here. We've seen demons cast out. We've seen people healed of cancers and tumors. And uh, we've even, we baptized people right down the road. There's a river and uh, it's just been an amazing time. And it's amazing what the power of the Lord can do and the love of the Lord can do. Our mission statement, our vision statement is to let love lead. And uh, the Lord I'm telling you is continually growing uh, me and growing our team to learn how to love and how to release the kingdom of heaven on earth. He does that through so many things, whether it be a hot meal, whether it be through the clothing that is provided or the hygiene products. Uh, And it's just been phenomenal. Actually, a matter of fact, behind me right now is so many testimonies. I think of, you know, David is behind us and he gave his heart to the Lord about two, three weeks ago and uh, ended up his daughter got saved. His daughter's boyfriend got saved. And uh, it's just awesome. Now that whole family has come to the Lord by things that have been done right out here at Simple Street. Carl Petro, he, uh, a lot of you maybe that's been following us have known about him. God's done amazing things in his life. Biggest thing is we would love to have you here. We would love for you just to come be a heart. Maybe you want to serve. Maybe you want to do something. We would love for you to just come out here. Maybe just come, just be a part, no matter what. No matter who comes, no matter what, we like them to come here and just experience this. We are believing God. Yes, we do clothing. Yes, we do food. But we are here to release revival to the city of Columbus. We are looking to partner with pastors and churches that have that similar heart and uh, God's been doing that and we're so thankful for that. We just want to see revival in our town. We would just love for you to come and be a part of one of the things that we're doing out in the streets. Stay tuned, because there's gonna be many things that come as we continue to learn and grow, but the biggest thing that we are doing is letting love lead, and we'd love for you to let love lead. It's pretty cool. So Carl's with us this morning, and uh, we saw David's story there. If you want to go ahead and go to that first picture, whatever that other picture was, you can. So that's Carl right there. So Carl does um, Carl does free haircuts. He's had free haircuts all summer. He, he just comes up with all kinds of things. He's like, I'm going to do free haircuts. And uh, somebody actually made him that sign right there because they found out he got saved and stuff. They made it for him for free, and so he does haircuts out there all the time. Um, go to the next one. This is one of my favorite pictures because, see, it gets me emotional. Pull it together, son. Uh, This is Tommy, and a lot of people have a problem with Tommy because he's got a lot of issues. You want to talk about oppression? He's kicked out everywhere. He has no government assistance. This guy has nothing. He's not welcome in any restaurant. He's not welcome anywhere because he just, he, he lashes out. But I love him. And since I pour so much love on him, he loves me. And he's, he's strong as an ox, dude. He'd probably kill me. I mean, he's strong. And, and he flirts with my wife all the time. But hey, um, he told my wife the other day, he said, "He said, you coming home with me? <laughs> See what I'm saying? He's, he's whatever. But the Holy Spirit hit that man. And I've seen it happen multiple times. And I know he loves the Lord but he's just got some problems going on. And he was just crying and weeping. I just came over and there is nothing better. I love being in here and worshiping with you guys. But when I see these people that are broken and just busted up and they're out there and they're lifting up their hands and they're crying and they're experiencing the Lord, man, I, that's, that's heaven for me. I mean, there ain't nothing better than that. Amen. All right, next picture. These are just pictures out there. So this is one of our feeding lines that we, we do. Um, go to the next one. We had a, a, a guy that's been coming. He's come out multiple times. That's like a 16-foot professional smoker. He comes out, and uh, he smokes everything, man. And then he blessed us. He brought all this food, and we was able to give it all away one day. And he's been coming multiple times. Uh, go ahead. Next one. I love this picture. Jay, uh, right there, Jeffrey Bradley, he, uh, he just came up, and he had a lot of demonic stuff going on. And we just prayed for him, and he got freedom that day. And uh, I, someone did that to the picture, but I just, I really love it. It was just a good time. Next. and just just showing you this. Next. That's Pence Park. This is Pence Park. Next. And go ahead one more. These are just pictures out there at Pence, so you sort of see what we do. So that van back there, testimony to the Lord, because this is the favor of the Lord. That van back there, God gave me that van for free this year. They found out what we were doing. They gave me $1,000 to put tires on it. That trailer, God gave me that trailer a couple years ago, and the crazy thing is, is I was step, slowly and surely just following the Lord. Like, first I was working a regular job with my father-in-law. Then I started uh, stepping out and and. and Working my own business building fences and but I wanted to do ministry the whole point of working for myself was to be able to have freedom to do ministry and and uh I was going to put that uh, my first fence job first one and I was going to put it up I drove three hours to Ohio because that's where it was so I left here to go to Ohio because I had more contacts in Ohio and I started working on this fence a guy calls me out of nowhere I hadn't talked to him in 10 years and he said um He said, what do you need? That's how I answered, I was like, hello. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, uh, and I was getting ready to say, "Uh, nothing, I don't know. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me just right as I was opening my mouth. He said, tell him you need a trailer. And I said, I need a trailer. And he starts bawling. And I'm like, what is it? And he's like, dude, he's like, I haven't talked to you like in 10 years. And he's like, this morning, he said, I was working out with God. I'm in here pumping iron, talking to Jesus. And he said, uh, <laughs> he said, I bought this trailer to do outreach with, and I never did any outreach with it. I hold toys in it, and he's a realtor. And he said, uh, he said, man, God told me to call you and give you this trailer. And he said, I call you. I haven't talked to you in years, and it gets better. He's like, I haven't talked to you in years. And he said, um, and the first thing you said you needed was a trailer because I told God, I said, God, who am I going to give this thing to? And he said, call Brandon Heming. I was like what and I so it gets better I drove three hours to Ohio to work he's from Ohio he gives me a dress it's two blocks from the job I'm at I'm three hours away and the trailers two hours or two minutes two minutes from where I was working and so I was just I'm dumbfounded my faith is just like increasing right because I'm just believing God I'm asking things in the secret place and here it's coming in in, in public you know I'm like whoa. Uh, And then he tells me to even advance more, and he says, I want you to stop building fences, and I want you to go do this. And I'm like, man, I don't know. How do you do that? How do you do that? I'm like, how do I provide for my family? He said, I'm your provider. And he said, you're going to learn a lot of new things. Even what I'm doing today, being up here talking to you, this is only the second time I've got to do this in a church. It's only the second time. But God's teaching me, and I'm learning, so bear with me. (laughs) Next this is our tent camp team. So uh, there's a team uh, of people that really started, actually Carl really started it off, but then people just it started really taking off. They started going out to the tent camps. So they'll literally go to where they are and uh, just begin to minister to them and to meet needs. Uh, next picture, this is an example of what a tent camp would look like. And I'm sure some of you have seen them. Now guys, remember, there's over 300 people homeless just in Columbus, 300 people 150 of them are couch surfing, and 150 of them are literally homeless and on the streets. Some of those are in the shelter, but we only have one shelter, and the shelter is very strict, and I understand. Um, so I understand. And so it's, it's, it's a very challenging issue, needless to say. Okay. Uh, what's the next one? This is just praying for healing. This guy had a nasty, nasty thing on his leg. Uh, <laughs> and, and since we have started Simple Street, man, I'm telling you, we have seen multiple people. There's been, right off the top of my head, four people, I think, completely healed of cancer. Completely. Some of them didn't even want me... You know, they said you can say that, but you know they don't want people to know. But they came privately to me, and and they said, "Man, the cancer is completely gone. Tumors have completely dissolved. We've seen knees healed, joints healed, backs healed." Baby Kingston. Some of you might have seen his story, but he got shot in the head, and they said he was going to die. I'll never forget that Sunday. They came in and they said, "We're going to pull the plug on Baby Kingston today. He's not had brain activity for multiple days. We're going to pull the plug." We not saying it's just us. I'm, there, I'm sure there's plenty of people praying but we just declared we we called down heaven for that baby and just declared life they said she called right there i think tony left went outside real quick and called and they said brain activity happened the moment that we started praying since then baby kingston has been out to the park and um, he's been out to the park, and it's just, it's just amazing. There's another lady, Kathy. She does her clothes. She was told that she had stage 3 cancer. Now, she did go through surgery and things of like that. But they said, man, this is bad cancer. And uh, come to find out, they did all the surgery, and then they're like, oh, man, this was so bad. You're probably going to have cancer all over your body, even though we removed this. And uh, we just prayed for her, just believing in faith and just encouraging her. She went back to the doctor. They said, actually, it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought. It's actually stage 2, and you don't even need chemo no more. And so I'm just thankful for that. And since the video, which, what's the next slide? That's our team, part of our team right there. Part of our team right there. And then what's the next one? Huh. Well, hold on. Go back. <laughs> since we've been out there, 90 people, I don't know what the video said, but 90 people, it's over 90 people. I just have had a hard time keeping count. But over 90 people have given their lives to Jesus since we started this year. And uh, it's amazing. And well, I'll be honest, guys. We are we are actually, in a sense, and uh, he didn't know, we are even more than homeless. Homeless is a huge thing that we're doing. Need uh, uh, The poor and the needy and the homeless, those are huge to our ministry. Big, huge chunk of it, if not 80% of it, even in this season. But we want to serve the community. And we want revival in the community right in the streets. Well, everything that I do up here or whatever, we'll take it right to the streets, right to the parks, and we'll do it again. You know what I mean? And we want to preach the gospel to people. We want them to know that God wants you to be whole. He don't want you just to be saved and then miserable and go to, you know, go to heaven one day. He wants you to be saved, healed, delivered, and prosperous. We preach the whole gospel. And uh, that's hard for them to receive. And so I'm up, I'm up against a task. Even a lot of people on my team don't understand that. Even I myself am learning that. And that's one thing that I highly appreciate about your pastor with talking to him. Because I was like, man, the actually the book that I saw him give somebody, Financial Stewardship, I just read that book and I'm rereading it again. And it, it will bless your socks off if you'll believe it. Here's the thing. If you don't believe it, you probably won't receive it. But if you choose to, and that's the thing, stop being offended and be open-minded. Stop being, the Bible tells us not to be offended. Take it, if you don't agree with it, take it to the Lord. And let the Lord, that's what I do. I'm like, man, that can't be true. There's no way. And I'll be like, Lord, is that true? They sure is. I'm like, that's not fair. You know how many things I've even preached back when, you can only imagine when I preached back when I was in the holiness church, how I I preached on hell more than I preached on anything in the world. I wanted to scare the hell out of (laughs) you, you know, you're going to go to heaven. Next picture. Oh, the jail one. Did I mess you up? I messed you up. I'm sorry. This was so cool. We got to go in the prisons this year, and 26, six—all there's 28 of them, 26 people gave their hearts to Jesus that day. It was awesome. And God, uh, guys, God gave me favor. I got to take my trailer and my whole sound system. I have a $15,000 sound system from when we had a church. I have two subwoofers, just like you got four big old speakers. We got it all, and they let me take all of it in there. You want to talk about Jailhouse Rock for, you know? I ain't lying. I didn't, I was like, I was sort of timid. I didn't know what they'd like or whatever. And I was going in there and anybody ever heard, this might be a little rocky for you guys, but rattle. You ever heard rattle? And the bones began to rattle. I was like, well, I can't do that one in here. Oh, was like, there's like, do it again, do it again. And man, people were just, and the power that there was so strict rules in there and the power of the Holy Ghost was in there. And that, the guy sort of came up to me beforehand and it was God's favor because I wasn't even supposed to be there. I wasn't even allowed to be there. And then they just last minute said, man, can you come? And then when I come, they said, you can bring in all your stuff. And so it was so cool, man. It's the favor of the Lord. And we get in there and uh, he, like, you're not supposed to make eye contact. You're not supposed to touch him. You're not supposed to do this. I'm telling you what, dude, you know me. I mean, the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost was moving. I'm just starting to shake a little bit. And they had already told me before. And they said, like, if you got a prophecy, speak it. If you got a word of wisdom, knowledge, do it. And he's like, and whatever God lays in your heart, you he went like this do it. And I was like, OK. All right, I'm glad I got that green light, okay? And so like, I mean, I was sitting here singing and man, the power of the Lord. You gotta you gotta keep your eyes open sometimes and watch what God's doing for the people you're ministering to. Holy Spirit was lighting them up, man. I came out from behind that and I just walked up to this guy and I mean, all these guys are tatted up. I'm not used to jail people, right? I'm like, holy smokes. I was like, can I pray for you? And that was it, man. Everybody in there, we started praying for them. They started crying and bawling and uh, receiving the Lord. It was, It was awesome. And so they all got upset with me though, the people I was working with, because like, dude, they're supposed to get saved on day three, okay? Like, we don't do salvations on day one, okay? Like, it's, there's a process here. I was like, okay, all right. Um, but that's a cool picture. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess I'm allowed to have that. I was wondering if I had. I sort of, I'm, I'm sneaky sometimes. So, like, the leader of it all took his phone and then I handed. I'm, I'm going to stop telling myself. But um, uh, what's the next one? This, and I'm almost done. So I'm getting to go to Malawi, Africa this year, April 3rd for two weeks. And uh, go ahead and put it, put the next one up there. That's where it's at, which I wish I would have. That's probably a bad picture. That's It's sort of smack dab in the middle. I think the equator runs like somewhere like right here. So please pray for me. Um, the place we're going does not have, in this moment, does not have electricity or plumbing. He's a pastor. He has five churches. That's his house that we're going to. He has no furniture, no plumbing, no electric, and he lives there. He sleeps on the floor. And so um, we are trying to raise enough funds, and actually Indiana Bob has sent funds out already um, to try. It'll be a blessing to him and to us and for multiple people that come out to minister to put plumbing in there, to put electric in there, and to get at least—he said, look, he said, we're going to get two beds. He said, we're going to have to sleep together. You all right with that? I'm like, I'll sleep on the floor. It's fine. (laughs) I was like, we'll figure it out. That's the least of my worries, right? You know what I mean? And so um, this is my first mission trip. I had pictures of doing that. I had visions and dreams of doing this since I was 12 years old. I never knew what the visions were. I just kept having the same vision over and over. And then I said, I'm gonna go get my, and then it's been prophesied over me that I'm gonna go to Nations. And. Um, so I, in faith I went and got my passport in faith and no sooner than I got it I took one picture I posted it online I had like five people Hey man you want to go to Africa with me and it's like I wasn't even look, I knew I wanted to go to Africa and all these people started, Hey man you want to go to Africa with me Hey man you want to, I'm like Lord have mercy and I'm like Lord couldn't we went to like you know across the border to Mexico first or <laughs> it's 37 hours to get there so. <laughs> Hey, we're going to be landing in Dubai. I'm excited about that. i got to land this plane. The biggest needs that we have as Simple Street in the Ministry is financial partnership. We're looking for churches to partner with us. I, I Guys, I just start going out and making phone calls, start telling people my encounter with the Lord, similar to what I'm telling you. Friends and family, and I started asking them to partner with us. And I, one of my things that the Lord laid on my heart, I'm believing for this, this is small thinking in my opinion, but I was like, I'm believing for hundred people to say yes to 50 to 100 a month. And I've been going and doing that, and just, but I also am being led to the Spirit of the Lord to do it, right? And, uh, and then the Lord was like, why don't you see if churches would like to partner with you uh, as, you know, like a missionary and evangelist. We're looking for a building. We need something. I want to be an apostolic hub that's here raising up people and equipping them to do practical ministry. That's part of our call. Uh, as, as missionaries and evangelists, uh, we need newer vehicles, that's for sure. And I'm just sharing all this just because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And I'm just sharing it, okay? And Africa, obviously funding. But before I go, I'm going to try to do this in like 10 minutes or less. Hope for the hopeless. Jesus gives hope for the hopeless. And you can put up the simple street thing, the let love lead. Hope for the hopeless. And here's, I'm winding it down. Jesus, they said what I had to travel. This is my word, which I'm not going to read it. So it's John 4, the woman at the well. If you know about woman at the well, raise your hand. Jesus, some say what I had to go. All night long, running to get there. He said he was exhausted by the time he got there to get to that woman at the well. He gets to that place at the woman of the well, and it's about noon because that woman is so full of guilt and shame and condemnation that she's the only woman, I would say, you know, I'm not saying that every bit of this is just right there, but that every... Uh, she. She's the shame of town, so she goes to the hottest point of the day to get water. And that's when Jesus is to make sure that he's there. And he would have had to travel all night long, exhausted, to get there. You hear me? And he begins to, and, and you gotta, you got to understand something. She's a woman, and she's a Samaritan. Samaritans were Jews and Gentiles mixed, and they did not worship in Jerusalem. Okay. So that really, I mean, Jews would stop at nothing to make sure that they never came in contact with Samaritans. But Jesus Jesus takes his, can you imagine what his 12 disciples were thinking? Like, oh my God, we're going to Samaria? Goes to Samaria for that woman, and then he's talking to her. They went off to go get food. He's talking to her. Jesus told me, he said, Brandon, this is what I've caught, what, what I did for that woman at the well is what you're doing. You're going to people that most people don't minister to. They're poor and they're disfranchised, they smell funny, they have some horrible mindsets. But I'm calling you there to set them free. He, guys, he he didn't, I think it might've been, it's at least one of the first ones, he revealed himself to her, a woman and a Samaritan as the Messiah. And if you remember, a lot of times he was always telling the disciples, don't tell them who I am, don't tell it's not my t- don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him. But he went all night long to meet a woman that had five husbands and was living with, or had, had had five husbands, living with the six, okay, living with him to set her free. Her sin did not offend him. And we gotta be careful as Christians because people's sin will offend us. Don't let their sin offend you. Look beyond their faults and see their needs and know that there's a hurt person in there that needs that needs a freedom in Christ. You carry the greatest treasure within you to give to them and you need to use this and this and this. You need to use everything to, 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 to make an impact for the people that God has placed in your life. Not everybody is your assignment. But there are people that's in your sphere of influence jesus s- reveals himself to her and I, I don't know if some of you've seen the chosen but he reveals her, himself to her and it, she drops water pots in the chosen and she goes running she instantaneously becomes an evangelist do you hear me she gets saved and instantly so fired up that she goes running into town and her story is come see a man that has told me everything he did. Now I'll put this in there. He told me everything I'd ever did, but he still loved me and he forgave me. Come see a man. And she had to be so different because I believe that there was thousands if not 2,000 people that came out to meet Jesus and it said many came to, to the Lord because of her testimony. She must have been so different because she was the talk of the town, the one that no no one wanted to be around, but when she came back into town after seeing Jesus and realizing it's the Messiah, she he said, You will worship me. It won't be on this mountain no more. You're gonna worship me in your heart, and it's gonna be with spirit and in truth. And she said, Come see a man who's done everything for me. And they came in droves. And I see Jesus and He's sitting there, and the I can just see the disciples. They're probably shocked to death. Why are we in Samaria? Why are you talking to a woman? Aren't you hungry? I thought you sent us to get us food. And they're sitting there and he's looking at them you say that the harvest is in october or whatever but he says it looks right here that the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few he said look at them they're coming it's ripe for the picking and can you just see jesus you can imagine it sitting there the 12 disciples here jesus here and all these people coming up in the multitudes all because he set the one free and that's what jesus is looking for look We might not be able to get everyone every single time, but I'll tell you what, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Brandon, that's what I'm doing in your life. Some will just get saved and still really, really struggle. Others are gonna really get it. They're gonna be teachable and they're gonna get it. And Carl's one of those. Carl's one that's not just saved, but he's hungry. Amen. I called him the other day when he was telling me about baptizing the Holy Ghost, when he was telling me about um, 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 praying for, for, for his girlfriend. He was telling me about this. And I said, well, man, you just got to get in Proverbs too. You know, this is a Proverbs. He said, huh, I'm in chapter six right now. Well, I called him on the phone. I said, that's it, man. You got to feed yourself, man. You got to feed yourself the word of God and pray. And God is going to use you. And he already is. He's an evangelist, guys. He's the woman at the well. The Lord revealed that to me the other day. I know it probably don't mean as much to you, but for me, he's my woman at the well. He's my man at the well. You know what I'm saying? Because I went out there and he's changed and he's transformed. Amen? All right, I'm done. I'm going to, can I pray for you really fast before I think pastor's going to come? Can I pray for you? Father, thank you, Lord. I pray blessing and favor over this congregation. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to have this mic and to share my heart and my story with them. I'm sorry I went long, Lord. I have pray, Lord, that they'd forgive me. But, Lord, I just pray your blessing and favor over them, God. I pray exceedingly and abundantly above all they could ever ask, think, or imagine. I pray that their faith would be stretched. I pray they would be hungry like never before to be so after you and your purpose for their life and their destiny. Fill them up, Lord. Anything that's stopping them, even now, I just declare this in Jesus' name. Everything that the enemy is trying to do right now in Jesus' name, I command it to fail instantly now. Everything that the enemy is trying to do, I command it in Jesus' name to be exposed and revealed to them. Anything where they're going in circles and circles and circles and circles and circles and circles and they're just frustrated, I pray, Father, Lord, that you would reveal it to them, Lord. And set them free, Father. We can be in circles and in seasons that the Lord doesn't want us because of our choices and our thoughts. Lord, them for, Lord, renew our minds, renew our hearts. We present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. We are yours. We are yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.